Welcome everybody back to Grumpy Old Vets. I'm your boy Heath, and across the screen from me is our boy Jay. Hey Jay, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready to to, to, to kick this uh, show off. I've been looking forward to it. Definitely. So so everybody knows this is episode two. This is our second episode, and I hope I don't have the internet problems I had with last episode. That was a pain in the ass. Well, if you get if you don't have Boost Mobile, uh, your <laughs> you don't have to worry about all that. So uh, I upgraded the fiber, Jay. So I'm good. Oh, good to go. Good to go. So we might not have no problems this time. That's good. Hey, let's let's bring on our guests and get this thing going. Okay, okay. So bringing in our guest. Hey, everybody. We have with us today Ian McGlynn, retired Army podcast Godfather. And grumpy as hell. Ian, thanks for coming on, man. How you doing? Grumpy as hell. Yeah, you nailed oh, yeah. that one, brother. <laughs> I'm well. How are y'all? Doing good, man. I've been looking forward to this, dude. Uh I hope I hope everything's going well for you. Everything's going well over here. Just freezing my butt off. That's all. Yeah, enjoy that shit up north, man. That's in the 30s. It's kind of a warm day. It was like yeah. 62 here today. Nice. What about over there? Yeah, you're in North Carolina too. Oh yeah, it's sixty-two. Yeah, it was great. Right. I would never move back up north ever, ever in life. I would never move back up north. <laughs> it has actually, you know, you hear the horror stories about moving up here, but it's been rel- relatively mild except for Christmas, and we had that cold snap in Christmas. But everybody was cold. Yeah, everybody had that cold snap. So um, yeah. it was just a little colder over here. <laughs> no, I don't want to deal with the snow. I don't want to shovel anything. I don't want to put no ice, salt down. I don't want any of that. I just want to. Go out the door. <laughs> Don't have to worry about any of that. So, well, uh, we want to get Ian on today because he retired, I mean, less than a year ago, right, Ian? October. Yeah, so he's fresh, freshly retired. Yeah. Just like Jay. You retired the last October in 2022? Yes. Oh, me too. The 31st. Same. Yeah. Look at this. Like, yeah. We're fresh. Y'all we're fresh out here. Fresh. Y'all like brother in arms twins, man. That's I right. like it. <laughs> so before we get before we dive deep, what what's everybody drinking on tonight? Start with you, uh, our guest of honor, Ian. Uh, so I pulled out some uh, uh, in honor of of the vets, and uh, it was a whiskey that you could only get at post exchanges for the longest time, um, or or internationally. It's the uh, the Jack Daniels uh, bottled and bond which they have since then uh, released out to the general public. It's now called Bonded, the Jack Daniels Bonded, and uh, it can be found everywhere and also won the Whiskey Advocate Whiskey of the Year this year. So uh, I've been sipping this stuff uh, since before it was cool, and now it's cool. So uh, I thought I'd uh, bring that out for for this uh, lovely shenanigan we got going this evening. Uh, I like it. So uh, you drinking it neat on oh, the yeah. rocks? Or? Oh, neat. No, okay. Always neat. What about you, Jay? What you got? Well, I'm about to get some, uh, hopefully I'm about to get some salted caramel um, whiskey that uh, that one of my girl's clients uh, gave her. So um, hopefully she can make me a drink here soon. She's on the phone right now, interrupting the podcast. But, yeah, uh, she is. Can you make me a drink? Can you make me a drink? Make you a drink? Yes. An al- uh, alcoholic drink? Yes. <laughs> We drink on this podcast. <laughs> you want you want me? Yes, if you could, please. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What I'm drinking is I'm drinking. My buddy, my old landlord in Louisiana, Will, had his own batch called Blue Bolt, and this was a 247 series after the uh, last year's Marine Corps birthday. And he he got it. He got it 
done right after I transferred or after Jamie transferred and I followed uh, to Pennsylvania, but he sent me a couple bottles. So uh, it's good stuff. Uh, a bourbon. He, he found a little distillery out there near, near uh, where he lives. And he's actually work, was working on a deal with specs and those big liquor distributors uh, in Texas. So hopefully it goes, it's good whiskey. I hope he uh, does well with it. Awesome. Yeah. So, so uh, let's get, let's get going. I'll start it off, man. So I just like it, like Jay, I, talked to earlier we had you on the e14 podcast not too long ago or not our last episode the one before that and you retired very recently and went through i would say you're not worst case scenario but you had some issues transition over civilian life and what how did that go can you can you revisit that for us today uh sure uh so my transition was uh I don't even know how to put it. Um, it, not typical. And I don't think anybody's transition is typical. Everybody gets out of the service in their own unique way and, um, they do what they need to do and, and what's best for them. Um, uh, but for me, there was, uh, uh, there was a lot of, uh, upheaval. So I turn in the packet, uh, start doing, all of the classes and all the things to, to start getting out and then uh, immediately walk into uh, a divorce as well. So um, I'm getting out of the army after 21 years and I'm getting out of a marriage after 23 years. And, uh, and both of those transitions happen all at once. And it's, it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a hell of a lot. And uh, anybody who's thinking about two major life changes at the same time, um, don't, don't, that was, that was a terrible decision. There was nothing good going on uh, with any of that. So, so avoid that if you can. And, yeah, try uh, to avoid. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, yeah, but uh, uh, so with my transition, I obviously I'm I'm dealing with stuff at home, uh, and I'm dealing with with getting out, and I I was struck by how all of the classes and everything that they were teaching you was, you know, all, all the transition briefings and, and workshops and all the shit you went to, uh, was, was geared specifically towards keeping you busy. Yep. Geared specifically towards either, um, keeping you in school and keeping you educated. So then you can go get a good job or the job you want, keeping you, uh, employed, getting a new job. So you can go immediately start working and, and go do your thing and, and plug in and, and be busy doing your new job. And, um, or doing this entrepreneur track and, and starting your own business so you can stay super busy while you're doing, you know, it was, it was all about keeping you busy. Uh, and there was zero tools given at all about what happens when you're not busy and how, how do you manage that time when you're not busy? And that was the time that really kind of just kicked me right in the teeth because um, are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, please. By all okay. means. All right, cool. I, I, yes. always, I always want to ask, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to, you know, just, you know start dropping F-bobs. Well, Jay, you know, Jay might get offended, but don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, I don't know who edits this. I don't know if you got to hit the bleep button. So I tried to, to give the editor less work, but, uh, no, we just hit the explicit on the, uh, on Buzzsprout. We're good. Love that. Love that. Um, so yeah, so, so nobody, nobody's telling you, uh, how to, how to manage, uh, the quiet time and how, how to, to walk through, um, the, you know, the, the emotional side of, of stopping 
you know, because you've been on the go, you've been on the, on the run, you've been rolling for so long. Uh, now it all comes to a stop and, and it does like it, it was, it went from, you know, I a hundred miles an hour to zero yeah, like that. And, yeah. and, and there's nobody there. There's nobody there to be like, Oh yeah, by the way, you're going to find yourself in the middle of the night, you know, crying because you don't know what the fuck to do. Um, and, and there's, and so I, I struggled with that and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty emotional dude. Right. So I, I come by it naturally through, you know, my, my folks, um, you know, so, so I, I start dealing with the quiet and I start dealing with this, this still, and I'm not, I don't deal well. Um, I don't do well at all. And there's a lot of just awful, uh, time where I think, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't survive outside the service. I can't, you know, I'm going to end up homeless. I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy that's standing outside of a Walmart with a sign says, you know, homeless vet, give me a dollar. Um, you know, like that, like that's where my brain went. Like that's, that's where I'm going to be. Um, I had some, some setbacks with the skill bridge program. And, and so I, I had this wonderful plan that was great. Um, and <laughs> kind of ended up being paralyzed and not really putting as much work into that as I needed to. And, and so all those things fell through. And so now I'm, I'm here and my plan is <laughs> there is no plan. And now, well, fuck, what do I do? You know, uh, real, real quick, Ian, I, I get what you're saying because I, Jay, I want you to comment on this when I'm done, but I know my experience with, we call it tap class, y'all y'all separation class that the Army has. And I noticed they did. They were good at trying to make you marketable in, yeah. the, in the civilian world. But the dead time talk, they didn't have. I remember one thing, one of the guys said, and it wasn't even part of the lecture, lecture. He just said it, and I thought about it a lot. He said, I quit four jobs before I found the job I wanted after I retired. And But nobody sat there and told you, you know, it's okay. If it takes you a little while to find a job, Jay, did you get this similar experience? Yeah, so I went through an army uh, tap class. Um, oh, okay, I made sure that because I was speaking to a, uh, I went to a uh, football game in Dallas. I watched the Dallas against uh, Falcons play, and a guy, a retired army guy, was like, "Look, I'm telling you now, go to the army tap class because they give you more information." I said, "All right, good to go." So I went to the army tap class, and like you said, they didn't they didn't tell me any of that stuff. I, had to, I researched it. So I researched that um, everyone, every vet that gets out <clears throat> after a year, they transfer to another job. Right. So they only give the job a year. After a year, every, everybody goes to another type of job. Every, every, it doesn't matter what the vet is, what, what branch you come from, what the job is that you have, everyone actually leaves after a year. You could be making $110,000 a year and you're going to leave that job after a year. Right. Wow. That's crazy. And I know, like, like Ian said, he was going through a divorce and you, you went through a divorce. I'm going to throw your, uh, your laundry yep. out there, but same thing happened to you. Yep. And you guys didn't have anybody to at home being like, it's all right. It's all right. It's going to be okay. You had to, you had to fill your mind with your own thoughts. And like Ian was saying, you know, the voices were talking and they weren't good voices, right? Ian? No, no, they're, they weren't. And in the noise, you know, uh, so when things get quiet, your brain gets really loud. And that was my thing was, you know, the, the, the noise was loud. My thoughts were loud. The, you know, um, you know, people call it battling demons. There's a lot of different terminology for it, but, uh, really it's just your, the internal dialogue that is, you know, um, that's not positive and that's not a good thing. It's, it's, it's really frightening and scary, um, because it's your own voice. 
telling you that you're not going to make it and you and this you're going to fail and you're going to become this terrible thing and you know i'm i'm a catastrophizer by by nature anyway so that was made even worse that it was like you know uh i'm i'm in trouble you know right. this is this is bad and and then on top of all that too um uh i you know the divorce stuff uh i lost the support of my family um right. not only like my kids and and you know the home structure that i had had for you know 20 some odd years but uh oddly enough my uh, my a, a lot of my organic family mom dad brothers sisters uh decided to take like the side of my ex-wife and kind of <laughs> left me kind of left me out there on my own yeah, like like hard like hard on my own and uh and i mean i, I had a, a some some friends and some family members, you know, come and come in, um, and, and provide that support, but that, that I was it. And, yeah. and so, you know, and so now that just adds to those noises that just adds to that, that, that dissonance that's going on inside my head, you know, not only, you know, you're not going to be successful, you're not going to do these things, uh, but your family hates you, you know, you don't have, you know, you, you know, I just wanted to run home and, and, you know, have my mom, like, you know, I, I, he, you and I had, had talked about this, you know, uh, you fall off your bike as a kid. What's the first thing you do? You know, you run, run home, home to daddy, right? They're yeah, able to yeah. like clean you up and and kiss it, make it all better. Or you right. know, uh, you know, anytime anything bad would happen during my army career, uh, I'd call my dad. Yeah. And now I couldn't even I couldn't even call my dad. You know, so so it was uh, <clears throat> it was bad. It was super bad and very. Uh, it was it was just ugly. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know, I, um, I didn't, my voices, it wasn't the same with me. I was lucky to have Jamie, but I can see, I started going down that road, right. Of being worthless, not, not having a mission. You know, you know, we, we deal with missions right in the military, no matter what branch you are, not having anything. So I felt like half the man and it, well, luckily I had Jamie there to send me down and be like, Hey, you need to knock that shit out. Cause that, that ain't working for me. I went, Jay, did you, did you feel that way when you retired being, cause you were an LPO at the recruiting station. Yeah. And then yeah, you went I, from I, being busy as hell. I went, I went through the same thing Ian went through. Everybody took my ex-wife's side and um, I was by myself. So uh, I had to pretty much figure th a lot of things out. I'm glad I had some friends that was, was there for me. I'm glad I had my military friends that was there for me and, um, and things like that. But, um, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. I really didn't. I really didn't think retiring because I look so, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. So for so long, <laughs> when I hit my time to retire, I put it in and I did skill bridge also. And, um, I did skill bridge. And at the end of skill bridge, it didn't work for me. Like it didn't, it didn't work out to where I got the position. So, um, I was out there thinking I'm going to be homeless. Uh, and I know what, Probably the same thing with you, and you had to start over. So you had to get a, uh, you had to get another place. You had to get, you had to get your own place. <laughs> you had to uh, figure out your own bills. You had to figure out all that stuff when it was combined together at that before. Yeah. But it, it's nobody sees the, the the that struggle because uh, us in the military we don't really express ourselves like that on the outside. No, everybody on everybody doesn't see what we're going through. But you know, when you're at home, like Ian said, you do have that time that you you want to cry and you want to be you want you get emotional because you don't know what that next step is going to be. You don't want to be out there with that sign 
will work for food <laughs> at, at Walmart. But right. that's where you think you're going because you see so many vets out there with that. And you think you're gonna go you think you're going that way. But I said the people that's in my life that 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 pushed me and drove me to to be better and be more. Mm-hmm. And then I found a job. So once I found that job, I think it was more of a I can do it. I can I can do this. And once I found that job, it was more for I, I know I can make this happen. And I put myself up out of the, the depression and uh made made sure that I, I, I did what needed to be done. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely. Ian, back to you. So how bad did it get, man? How bad did you so did you have to struggle? And what point did you were you like, damn, I need to pull my, you know, pull myself out of this hole? Um, so there was, there was a night where, um, I, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I, you know, I, I couldn't rest. I couldn't find any quiet. And, and so I'm, I'm out walking around, you know, Hamscom air force base. And, uh, I, I, I call my buddy who had recently gotten out and I was like, dude, holy fuck. Uh, and, and he's like, I know, I know. And he, and he's, he's kind of talking me down and, and all of a sudden the MP rolls up, uh, you know, like, Hey, you, are you okay? Cause I, I was in tears, you know? So here's this dude in the middle of just some random parking lot on an air force base at two in the morning, you know, crying on the phone, you know? And, uh, and I, was, I looked at the cop and I was like, dude, no, I'm not okay. Like, like, oh, I'm, I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> and it, you know, kind of, kind of gave him a little bit more than what he was, what he was hoping for. I think uh, I said, but I'm, I'm safe. And he's like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm safe. And, and, you know, so, and, and from, from that conversation, I, I finished my conversation. I walked my ass back home and, um, I, I realized that like, I, was I safe? Um, do I have a crisis plan? And, and I didn't have a crisis plan. So I made one and it was the moment where I made a crisis plan that I knew I was in a bad spot. Um, if I, if I have to create a plan like to, to call or somewhere to go, because I start feeling as though I'm going to hurt myself or I start feeling as though, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something dumb. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in bad shape. I'm on, I'm on the way to, to somewhere terrible. And, um, and that's when I I started digging into, uh, trying to get into therapy and, and to get into some other, other resources to, to, to try to help me emotionally and mentally kind of, uh, start working through not only, you know, being done with the military, but, um, being done with my marriage at the same time. Um, and, and that wasn't the aha moment where everything got better. You know, that was the, Oh shit, I'm in trouble moment. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and there were, there were a couple other moments that were dark um, and that were very bad. Uh, I was lucky. I was incredibly lucky because I had uh, a, an unbelievable human um at my side to, to grab me. And, and, and quite literally, I, I say this quite often. Um, she, cause it, cause it happened a couple of times. I mean, she picked me up off the bathroom floor and was like, no, we're not doing this. Not yet. Um, you're not giving up. You're not stopping. Like this is, you're not done. Let's, let's keep going. Um, and, and if she's not there, I don't know if I'm here talking to y'all today, um, wow. to be, to be painfully honest. And, um, because it got, it, uh, it, it hit and it hit fast. Um, and it got, it was just, it, 
never did I think I would be in that place. Right. It, it no. came without you knowing it was coming, almost like it just hit you all at once. And it, you don't, it's like depression. I just don't think people realize when they're getting depressed, they realize it when it's a lot of times when it's getting to the where it's too late. Mm -hmm. So, Jay, Jay, so uh, what you said the job, the job helped you pull yourself out of that slump you were in, right? Yes. It, now, how bad did it get before you found the job? Were you, did you, you get where you were hanging around in your, in your apartment, in your, or your house, in your pajamas all day? Yeah, it did. It did. Because <laughs> when I found out, I was, I was out of town when they called me and said, well, we're not going to give you the position. And I was, because I went to a wedding. So I found out then. So I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? Like, I, I, I wasn't, because going through the divorce, I, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Like, I think I, I, didn't, I didn't save up the, the, the amount of money that I needed to save up. Uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, when you get out, make sure you had this amount of money saved up and make sure this is done, make sure that's done. I didn't have that. I, I, when, I, when I got my apartment, I started from scratch. Everything was from scratch for me. So um, it's not, not getting that job from the skill bridge and then waiting around because it was only like maybe like three weeks maybe that I didn't have a job that I was just sitting around but I was still getting paid so I was kind of I had I, I had the mind state of okay I'm, I'm still getting paid so you know it's not that bad you know it's not it's not to the point that yeah but in the back of your mind you had to be thinking about well uh that terminal leave is going to end soon and I'll be <laughs> I won't yes. be yeah, when we get paid, because yeah, I was pushing, I was pushing for like right now. I'm still pushing for my disability to come through. I'm like, yeah. I, I call like all the time. I'm on that, I'm, I'm on that website every single day. Like, all right, is there an update on my disability? No, let me call and see if they got something. Because one of my buddies got he got his disability last month, and he didn't even know it was coming. And then when he went online to the uh, the, the VA spot, it didn't show that it was it was done. It still said uh, decision making. So I, okay. I I call every day. I'm thinking maybe something will pop up. Hopefully, I get the money in my account. That's gonna yeah, we can work out. But you know, paying child support and alimony and all that other stuff like that. It's it's a hard transition. It's it's hard to uh to imagine that this, that was gonna be your life uh right. after the military because you I didn't think that was gonna be my life after the military. I really didn't. I thought that I was gonna be good. I planned on opening a food truck. I planned on. Uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff. I plan on being a, a bigger podcaster. I plan on doing three or four shows, all that stuff like that. It, it pretty much uh, uh, halted. Um, yeah. Because of the situation that I was in. Yeah, because you can't afford to pay damn electricity to keep the podcast going. Right. So like, I'm like, I can't buy <laughs> another ring light. I can't get this. I can't, I can't get uh, uh, alcohol so I can drink on the podcast because you know every podcast that I do is it, it, alcohol. You got to have a drink. We got to lube it up. On the uh, on the show, so it was just like, uh, how am I gonna be able to do this? And, and like, like just like Ian said, the the uh, the special person in my life, she kind of um, pulled me and, and gave me that positivity all the time. Yeah, I and know. I got thing. I got where I, I mean, obviously, uh, I had Jamie's paycheck to really help out. You know, being active duty and and all that. My big thing was myself how I felt about myself, but I remember doing a workout man, 
And this what didn't happen. This happened uh, more than once. Eight thirty in the morning, I get a call from somebody, a buddy or my father-in-law or or somebody, and I stop my workout to bullshit. And I go first thing I do is go pour pour whiskey neat. Eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and a lot of cigar. No, 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 no. Ain't nothing wrong with it when you do it every day. And, uh, <laughs> and then that turned into like only when I got interrupted in my workout to be like, ah, I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to drink whiskey and smoke cigars. And I started going down that path and then I started Ubering like I got to do something. So, you know, I didn't want to get a job because Jamie, I knew Jamie was transferring. I just didn't know when. And I didn't want to give myself to a job for a few months and drag, drag up because I had to transfer. Right. Uh, so I started Ubering. Then gas got ridiculous. So I really wasn't even though I was making a lot of money Ubering. It was all going to gas. You know, you know, if you if I made, say, two hundred dollars that that day, 80 of it went to gas. Mm hmm. So I really wasn't, was it worth it? I'm putting wear and tear on my car at the same time. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to stop this. And then Jamie knew she was transferring. So I'm going to get ready to transfer, you know, help Jamie out. And then it kind of started again. <laughs> and then as, as we got closer to transferring, I, I said, look, I got to stop this. I need to be somewhat sober uh, for, for this. And so I, I cut it out. But it was just every day I craved it. Damn it. Ian, it's all from that first episode we did with you back last April. <laughs> Don't you put and, that shit on me, Ricky? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> but I, I, I just, that episode too. I remember. I remember that episode. Yeah, Jamie got I, drunk. Well, yeah, it was, it's, 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 it's your fault. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it was. Your, I, I remember that episode. But it was your fault. But yeah, man, I, it tastes so good going down the the mouth, going down the throat. You know, I just like the little burn it gave me. But I got right on track now. I got a job and I'm good. And this is the first whiskey I poured probably shit in a month or two. Uh, really, I mean, I don't even drink that much anymore. I'm just kind of just busy. You know, I don't have time. Yeah. So uh, back to Ian. Now you talked about your special someone, a person, a real life person, pulled you from the depths of hell. Yeah. <laughs> or the bathroom floor. Yep. If you will. Now the that. Did that blossom into something more or just a friend or, or what? If I may ask, if I, if I may be so bold. It's just being uh, in. That's what, that's, that's what, that's what, you know, uh, it, it's all good. you know, he likes uh, to stir the pot. He stirs the pot uh, all the yeah. time. Yeah, no, it's all good. I'll, I'll spill some tea here. I'm, I'm good with that. No. Uh, so yes, it, it, uh, it, it has, uh, blossomed into, uh, uh, something much more. Um, uh, I, I love this girl to death and she is, She's unbelievable. Uh, she was my angel um, that that saved me, and uh, and now she's just uh, an unbelievable woman that loves me. And so I uh, I came out of that situation uh, on top and uh, and with a win. So um, so yeah. So uh, we're not getting married, Heath. I know that's your next question. So you just, yes, I was about to ask it, man. Settle, settle that saw, down, I right? I saw it on his lips too. I saw it. Settle that down. Yeah, I'm just waiting right there. You, just, <laughs> you haven't gone to Zales. You haven't gone to Zales or K's yet. <laughs> over there. Are you, just, you just mind your business. <laughs> you did. Are you going to tell me to mind your business? No, you mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw it on his I lips. He was, he was ready. He was just waiting for you to finish. He was going to interrupt you for a second there, and then he thought about it. It was just, you just kept on leaning in, like, okay. I was waiting for that break in your conversation to slip it in there, but you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, uh, so uh, there's been a, a couple of uh, social media posts on my my personal one where I, I got some I got similar questions like, uh, "Hey Ian, are you uh, you getting married?" I'm like, no, sorry, I that was just 
I just put words together poorly. Like that was, was, <laughs> wasn't wasn't a, a wedding announcement at all. But uh, but no, um, no, she's uh, she's she's awesome and amazing, and uh, I'm a super lucky guy, and uh, and we're we're going on an adventure. So. I love it. I love yeah. it, man. I love it. So when are you going to open up, start a new podcast with you and her? Well, I, you're just going <laughs> to take all the shit, aren't you? Um, yeah. So that's that's probably like six months out. Uh, we just started talking about it, and uh, uh, and and actually, I got her behind the mic for the very first time. And, and boys, let me tell you, uh, you're going to hear her voice. Well, you can hear her voice here in the new uh, the upcoming season of the Tavern in Question, um, because she's going to be the uh, she's going to be our, our spokesperson and. Uh, uh, she, she, she's got an unbelievable voice. Um, I just sat her down in the studio. I was like, all right, here, read this for me. And she read, it. I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> like right, right. you can't be able to show with me. You sound way better than I do. This isn't okay. <laughs> well, I got a question. She's from North Carolina, correct? No, she's from, uh, she's from Boston. Oh, okay. Never mind. So the yeah, redneck no, she's, accent. Uh, throws she's it. working, working and doing, uh, and school stuff, uh, down here. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay. But yeah. No, she's from Boston. Didn't okay. didn't catch the Boston accent though. She she did not inherit that. She doesn't go to the bar in her car. Nah, she's, she's not going down to the yard or the harbor. What part of North Carolina are you in? I'm in Rayford, outside of Fort Bragg. Okay. I'm you sorry. didn't get that far away from the damn army shit. <laughs> so so, I mean, like Jay, like uh, one of the things that that helped was I I I didn't think I did any networking. Apparently, I did something right somewhere because I, I had a buddy call and say, Hey, send me your resume, uh, which I did. And that landed me a, a, a great job. And, uh, one of the, but one of the drawbacks to the job was they have residency requirements. So I could live here in North Carolina or somewhere in Virginia or Yuma, Arizona. So I was like, well, uh, I know this place, uh, Christina's close to here. So I'll just, uh, I'll just call this place good. And, uh, I'm glad I did. I, I mean, I've spent, I think, a total of nine out of my 21 years here uh, in the area uh, on Fort Bragg. So uh, I'm familiar and and it worked out. Nice. So you got something to do every day? Nope. Not, I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, damn. Nope. Uh, no. Uh, so, I mean, when we're when we're teaching, uh, we're, we're busy. Uh, but the, you know, there's, there's breaks. And so there's, there's like weird ebbs and flows of training. And when we're not training, uh, we're working remotely from home. And, uh, and so there's, yeah, it's, I'm in here a lot. Yeah, that's good <laughs> unless, though. That's good. Unless we're jumping. No, it is good. I'm, I'm not going to complain at all. It's, uh, it's a great company. It's a good job. And, uh, and I'm, I got super fortunate to, to get the, the in that I did. Great. So how, awesome. how, how do you like working remote from transforming transforming from being at office or at work? I don't know what your uh, MOS was, but being there all the time until mm -hmm. you're sitting in, <laughs> sitting at home and you're working remote and you pretty much I worked remote when I worked uh, my um, skill bridge. And I tell you now, when I first started working remote, I was taking naps. I, I took I took a lot of naps. I, I had a sports center all the time. I, I took a lot of naps and I caught myself taking these naps because I, I was a recruiter for uh, the company. And I didn't, if I didn't have anything to do, I, I, I would go and lay on the couch and, and take me a nap. 
So, so I was the, and that because I'm used to being a recruiter, a, a regular recruiter going out there, going to the schools, um, uh, having people come into the office, doing going to MEPS, things like that. So, uh, it, it was hard for me not to ha- not to have something steady. So, how hard was mm. it for you not to have that steady doing something all the time and, and working remote? So that was that was challenging. That was very challenging. I, I got a little taste of that during COVID. But as soon as they gave us the ability to uh, to go back to our offices, I was back to the office. Um, you know, I, I, I called it, you know, uh, at the time I called it, you know, marriage maintenance. I should have just leaned into it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> n- another story there. Uh, so uh, obviously that worked. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no. So. I'd gotten a little taste of it there and, and I was able to keep myself pretty well disciplined and busy. Um, but with this job, like there's, uh, you can only do so much and, and I don't have, like, I wish I could nap. I wish I had that. Like I, all I just, I end up sitting here, like, like my leg starts tapping and I'm like, okay, what else can I do? What else can I, I got to do something. I got to go somewhere. I got to be productive, you know? And, and my, it's just like, Oh, we got to go. Um, so, so it, that's been that's been hard for me uh, and learning to do. And, and the problem is, is, you know, I, you get these tasks, you get these these things you got to do. And I'm used to doing them the army style, which is they need to be done by COB that day. You know, right. You got to get them turned in like now. Right. But when my HR person says, hey, we need this done and turned in by, oh, next week sometime. Right it means next week sometime. So when I turn it in like the next day, she's like, wow, <laughs> thanks. Like, you know, so I, I got to slow down. Freaking overachiever over here. Yeah. Uh, seriously. And I mean, that was one of the things my team leader told me too. He's like, he's like, Ian, you, you just, we, we don't work that fast anymore. And these were all former, you know, uh, soft SOCOM guys, you know, that, you know, I've, I've worked with, actually worked with most of them in the past anyway. Um, and so they're, you know, they're all like, you know, my, my one mentor is like, it's like, dude, you just, it's not that serious. You know, Whoa, the, turbo. it's not that deep. Yeah. He's like, we ain't going to fail a mission. Nobody's going to die. Uh, and, uh, it will be okay. You know, so is, is just, just chilling out and, and doing, taking my time to do things, you know, uh, doing a little bit now, coming back this afternoon, doing a little bit later, you know, like, and that kind of thing. Um, it, that that's been challenging. That's been super, super challenging for me. How how mad were you getting out, going to a job, and being there 15 minutes early and nobody else was there? Because I know when I first started, I was just like, uh, why am I why is why is nobody here? And then and then they're late. So they're like five minutes late. And I'm like, I've been sitting here for 20 minutes. Are you serious? <laughs> so I have been fortunate enough to uh, to work with all former military folks. So uh, these guys are late on purpose. And when I say late, that you know the show time is zero nine, right? They walk in the door at zero nine. Um, you know, except for me, who isn't there yet. So I'm still showing up at like eight forty five, eight fifty, like where's everybody at? Like, you know, um, but, but these guys are, you know, so it's, it's, it's not that, that lace, like, like I didn't go, uh, straight into like deep civilian realm, um, for this job. So, so there's, it was, it's kind of like my halfway house <laughs> as it were. Um, 
so, so there's, there's some balance there for me. Um, I don't need to show up 10, 15 minutes early. Uh, you know, but, but I need to be there when, you know, Tim says, you know, we're showing up at nine, be there at nine, you know? And, uh, and so that's, that's been a little different, but that that's been easier for me to manage. Um, the, the phrase, you know, like, uh, it's, uh, like, it's just not my show anymore. Right. So now I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just a, a player in somebody else's show. Yeah. Uh, that's been, you know, the one thing where I've got to, I, I struggle with because I want to jump in and I want to take charge. And I want to be like, all right, cool. No, you're not going to fucking do that. You're going to go over here. And you're going to, and I can't do that anymore. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, nope, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just here to teach. I'm just yeah. here to teach, you know, mm. uh, you don't want to teach or you don't want to learn. Okay, cool. I'm, I'll be here when you're ready, you know, um, that kind of deal. So that's, it's, it, I don't run shit anymore, you know? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and that's, that's, that, that was hard. That's a hard pill to swallow, dude. You know, I love my job, man. I freaking love it, dude. I work for an elect, electrical, uh, co uh, contract company. And I think everybody, cause I work with a bunch of union electrician construction workers so it's not that much far removed from the military you can pretty much get away with a lot of stuff with your mouth as long as you say it in front don't say it in front of the wrong person like hr or something <laughs> but i tell you what i show up 15 minutes early but there's always somebody working because they work in shift depending on what the job they're working on you know requires so i'll show up 15 minutes early like i always do and me showing up 15 minutes early is showing up late because normally in the navy i show up way early but I'll get there and I, I log on the, I plug the computer in. I bring my computer home every day, just in case I go get me some coffee and I come back and I'm getting ready to start And my, my lead. Cause I just started a job. My lead's like, he don't be starting on work before you're supposed to. <laughs> like today I had to talk with him. I said, bro, I get it. And I appreciate it. But if I do it, just let me do it. Cause I'm not going to bitch about it. He goes, bro, you're not supposed to do that. And we're going to pay you for that. I want to make sure you get paid for that shit. I was like, I respect it. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll sit there and put on my thumbs until 6 a.m. comes around. I'm good with that. I mean, but it's such a different dynamic, man, yeah. than what we're used to. Like if you show up early, dude, uh, it means you're getting to work early. <laughs> you know, you're you better start early. You ain't just sit around your, with your thumb in your ass until it's, you know, whatever time you're supposed to be there. Yeah. And I, so with my job, like I'm, I'm still working with, with active duty folks. Like that's who we're teaching. Right. So, um, you know, so, so those, I haven't, I haven't got a chance to experience that side of, of transition yet. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I don't think this will be a forever job. So uh, that I, I think that the statistic was, I think it was like 85% of, of veterans, their first job after the, the service, um, they, they leave in a year. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I can't say that I'll be that 85%. Um, but this isn't a job that I see myself doing for the next 20 years. Right. Um, this is something that'll probably be, uh, mid to, to short term. And, gotcha. uh, and so then that next one, you know, uh, I, so I may have to wait to, you know, a year or two to, uh, to start managing all those things, you know, and then I'll come back on this show in, in two years and be like, these motherfuckers, <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll have, I'll have my moment then. But, uh, but, but for me, and, and I think that was really important for me, uh, and, and it was perfect for me to get that job, uh, as far as my own well-being, uh, because yeah. had I, had I 
gone through the year that I had gone to and then and then put two feet into uh, just the, the straight civilian realm, um, I, I probably wouldn't, <laughs> I probably would have been really bad for me. Uh, I, you know, um, I, I don't think I would have managed that well because yeah. I, my editing equipment is, is not real great when it comes to, to words out of the mouth. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yet. Just yet. There's no filter. It goes straight right. from brain to mouth. You yeah. know, Jay, you know, Jay, uh, Ian was a parachute rigger in the, in the army, correct Ian? Mm -hmm. You know, in the Navy, we have parachute riggers, but you can't call them parachute riggers. They get all butthurt. Yeah. They're called aviational survival equipment. What's whatever they're freaking, but it's PR. Which yeah. stands for parachute yeah. rigger. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, when, when you say parachute rigger, when I say parachute rigger, I'm like, ah, oh, Ian's going to get mad. But no, your army, you, yeah. you know, you're good with that. In the Navy, they get all butthurt. I'm not a parachute rigger. I'm like aviational survival equipment technician. Now nah, you fucking rig parachutes, dude. All right. You so fold you nylon. That's what you do. <laughs> Yeah, you fold <laughs> nylon, you shove it in a bag. That the, yeah. yeah. But you've jumped out of a lot of perfectly good airplanes in your in your day, correct? Well, see, that's the that's the misconception is there are no perfectly good airplanes. They're all in various <laughs> states of disrepair, right? There is no perfectly functioning aircraft, um, which made jumping out of them way more easy for me because there's I, and I've been on Navy birds, I've been on Army birds, I've been on Air Force birds, uh, Marine birds, and and they are all broken. Every they, single one of them, they they're just not really. broken enough to not fly. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, getting out of them, yeah, no, I was, I was happy to leave every single one of them. <laughs> so, uh, do you, do you know how many jumps you've had in your career? Uh, I am somewhere in the realm of thirty-two hundred. Holy shit! Uh, so, I, I jump my, my for my job now. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm still jumping. So, um, so yeah, so that I. I, although my retired number, I guess I should start counting over, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was right around 31, 3,200 jumps when I got out. Wow. That's a long time. You know, I don't know if parachute riggers in the Navy jump. I think it just like, Hey, trust me here. Here's, here's, here's your pack. Trust me. <laughs> they, do not, they do not jump. I can tell you that for a fact because that's, that's what I did when I was in the Marines. So, oh, really? so I was recon in the Marines. So I, I jumped all the time. The Navy really? you know, helped us out and did, they packed our stuff. They didn't jump with us. No. So how many jumps you got, Jay? I'm around the same, about 31. God, y'all some crazy son of bitches, dude. Fuck yeah, that. about that. Because I did five years in the Marines. Um, and I jumped every single... So when I went through jump school after that, I went through recon. And I jumped a lot. I jumped almost every day. Because And then when I went to Djibouti, when I, um, when I came to the Navy, they had, uh, they had people that was jumping. So I was okay. like, hey, can I can I head in? <laughs> so I got in and I was jumping every day. I was like, jump in the morning and then I'll go to work. It's like I was yeah. jumping into work. Just just like hey, I'm in my in my liberty, I'm gonna go jump out of an airplane. Yeah, pretty much. That's what they they were it was it was a crew that was there and they was like, anytime you want to come jump, you can just jump. I was like, So how many times did Jay did y'all jump? And it was like maybe like five or six or seven. It just depends on how we feel. I was like, all right, I I'll probably be there about five, maybe six. I probably won't get so you, there to that seventh one, but I'll get there for five or six. So you were you went to Djibouti in the Navy, correct? Yes. So you weren't an, a recruiter in in Djibouti. No. What'd you do no. before you went recruiter? <laughs> so when I first came to the Navy, I was a DK. Oh, so okay. everybody knows I was a dispersion clerk, and then um, I changed over to be a PN um, because PN was uh, promoting that's, part faster than DK. Yeah, that's a personnel man. They're pretty much handle our records and stuff. So gotcha. then they combined us because so what they did was PN wasn't um, 
was promoting harder and DK wasn't because they was going to combine us and they was trying to get it even. So when I went over to be a PN, they stopped promoting PN and started promoting DKs. Oh, shit. Huh. <laughs> and then they put in, they, they combined this. When I went to uh, Djibouti, I was doing, I was, I wrote all the checks and the bit and wrote and had the bills and paid the mortgage for the camp. Okay. So anything that's ordered, anything in Djibouti from 2007 all the way into 2008 was ordered by me and written by me. Oh, okay. Hmm. I never knew what you, I never knew what you did before you were a recruiter. Yeah, I was. I, yeah. was, I did that. Then I did supply too. So when I went to the reserves, I was. Uh, I was supply. So I was three different jobs before I became a recruiter. Holy shit! Oh hmm. wow! Damn, my my career seems boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was just electronics tech for twenty six years. But so, uh, Ian, now you talked about you know your special person, and now you she came on the mic with you. I want to get into podcasting now, and dude, you got some. You got two great shows. All right, you got the Wild Whiskey, which you know if you like history and you like drinking, that's that's your show. That <laughs> is that is your show, guys. If y'all like drinking and and history, and you like learning about both, that's the show. Then with with Bubba, your brother Josh, I call him yep. Bubba because that's you call him, and you got the Tavern in Question, which is great. I love the twist you do on it. You have. Let's let's talk about y'all do y'all's little, you know, I'm going to talk at the same time and describe the whiskey. Then, you know, Josh fucks it up and you get in his ass. Yep. And then you got the news, you got the newsroom. Then you, you got uh, the last is Hey Bartender. And then, but before that, you talk about the, what you're drinking, correct? Yeah. So, Hey, well, Hey Bartender is what yep. we, the, the segment where we talk about what we're drinking. And okay. That's right. At the bar is the last one. Yeah. Right. Right. I forget. It's been a while since I've been on it. And you were, yep. you were taking a break for a while. Uh, yeah. So you, you're recording now with y'all have y'all have recordings, correct? We we are recording again. Uh, we will go uh, back. So Thursday nights at 730 on Twitch. Uh, just search Tavern in Question and uh, you can find us uh, there. That'll start the first Thursday in February. We're going back live, but we are recording now uh, because one thing we found out. But when because uh, uh, Josh's life kind of got flipped upside down as well um, with a yeah. bunch of different things. And so. Yeah. Uh, I was a mess. He was a mess. Um, and, and what was kind of funny is we were using, uh, the tavern as kind of like our outlet. Right. Right. Um, so it was, it was the one time during the week where, where, you know, I would get together with my brother and we would sit down and it would give us a chance to just kind of talk and decompress. And, uh, and throughout season three, like we got about halfway through season three and it was like, we were getting, and we always said, I got to back up here a little bit. We always said that, um, if we ever get together, and our energy is off. Like we're not getting paid to do this. We're not getting, you know, like there's no, there's no monetary, anything. There's no, no obligation to do this. If we, if we show up and our energy's off, we just don't record. And we've, we've stuck true to that. And, and so what we were finding is that we were, there was a lot of nights where we were showing up to record and we just weren't in it and we just needed to talk. And so we would spend that night where we would normally be recording and broadcasting, just sitting there on a video, you know, chat over discord, drinking and talking to each other and, and talking through the, the challenges that we were facing in, in life together at the same time. So, uh, so we, we decided to, uh, because we didn't take a break. We were like, Oh, we're, you know, we had a, uh, something came up this week and yeah, we were just making excuses and bullshit. So it was like, all right, Hey, cool. Let's just, let's stop. <laughs> let's, let's take a time out. Let's take a, a, a quick break and come back after the new year, after everything is settled. Um, you know, which, uh, which it has. And now we're, 
we're kind of getting back into our our strides. So uh, so yeah, we'll be we'll be back uh, broadcasting, but we are recording again. That's one thing we we learned is that we should probably have uh, a handful of recordings in the bank so that we you know on the nights that we get together and we're like, dude, fuck this, we're not recording. We have something to put out. Um, right. So so we've kind of got like a, a buffer as it were. So, uh, so we'll, we'll do that. We've got that going on right now, but yeah, that first Thursday we're back. And I mean, let me tell you, uh, we've done a couple already. And, uh, if, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. This, this shit is not like riding a bike, dude. <laughs> not at all. No, no man. It is not because our first episode last month, I was, I, I, I was stuck. I, it, it didn't seem like I was stuck, but I was just like, Okay, what's the next question I'm gonna ask? Let me see here. I don't know what to ask. I want to make sure this is not going bad. I want to make sure there's no dead silence, no dead air, or anything like that. So I was just, I, I was asking, just asking questions. I was like, okay, hopefully. And then he, you know, he had that Boost Mobile at the time, so he, he was, <laughs> uh, dude. Right when it started, my my shit went out, bro. <laughs> so Jay was stuck there holding the book myself. I felt so freaking awful, man, because I had all this lineup. I was going to talk to some, because I had done an uh, episode with Sylvester not too long. We had Sylvester Jenkins, who's a uh, retired Army guy also. And uh, I had all this shit, stuff I was going to talk to him about, and my, <laughs> my shit goes dark, man. I was like, oh, freaking Jay, dude, hold his dick there. <laughs> On the first episode, <laughs> the very first episode. Say that like, if, if it was like some episodes down the way, you know, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, you know, my feet are wet. I'm, I'm back in it. The very first episode, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what to ask. Uh, let me ask this, and I just made sure. I think he might have talked the majority of the time because I was just like, I would ask a, the most open-ended question that I can find, <laughs> so, just so he could just give me the most, the longest answer that he could give me so i wouldn't have to worry about that's another question question. (laughs) dang man that was that was it was a good it sounded good i edited it It sounded great you did a good job man but i felt awful man you were stuck there holding the bag by yourself oh my god i thought about getting you back today just just kick off i can't can't, my 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 computer's not working too well uh sorry i gotta go one day i might just might just be calling me i I might just be back in the background and and just let you just let you go make it happen and i want to make sure it's a guest that i know that you have no idea about that i that that i'm good with and then you just you just stuck and you just have to try to fight your way through it so well that's what vets do to each other man we just we we talk shit we talk yeah, shit and make make each other's lives horrible. That's, that's why that's that's we're grumpy. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's why we're grumpy. That's what we do. And, now, and right now, that's what I like about you and you and Josh. You guys talk shit to each other a lot because oh, yeah. that brotherly love go. You know, it's brotherly love, but to to the common listener, it, it would seem like brotherly hate. Unless you have a brother, <laughs> then you know it's brotherly love. <laughs> what why whiskey though uh tell 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 us about why whiskey man because i tell you what real quick i love the i love history that's why i say if you're a history buff and i love learning about anything that's why I like whiskey is i love how you put that out i don't know how you can combine the two but you do it so well so tell us tell us about it uh so why whiskey is it was just a boy i don't I started it for the stupidest reason. I was looking to like 
build a portfolio so that when I got out of the army, I could have, you know, a body of work to show a, a whiskey company and, and get a job like walking in like, oh, look, I've got a podcast. Well, there's 900 freaking different whiskey podcasts. So that's not going to be a thing. Um, you know, uh, but what it ended up being was a time for me to just share the two things that I absolutely love. And uh, I love I love telling stories. I love digging in and finding weird, silly shit that that most people or some folks don't know and then sharing that stuff. Um, and and there's a lot of that in whiskey. There's a lot of parts of, of whiskey that's folklore and legend. And there's a lot of weird truth uh, it mixed into it as well. So uh, so it really gave me the opportunity to to kind of share both of the things that I love the most. And, and I can, I can share history and I can share, uh, whiskey and then, and I can do it together. And then, um, when I bring people on, you know, I mean, uh, you and Jamie, uh, was totally shit. That was, that was amazing. And there's been uh, a number of folks that I have, I've had on the show and have gotten connected with where, you know, we sit down with the premise of talking about, you know, some specific historical something, right. But we get to sip in. And it ends up going to somewhere completely different and, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's wonderful. And, uh, and, and that's really been, that's really been it. And so, uh, the show became a place of, of comfort for me. And, uh, it was one of the things that I had to take a, a time out on during, during the transition, during my, my divorce, um, which was kind of actually funny, like the very last show I did, because my I, I bought a house somewhere uh, where I thought I was going to go. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, so so the very last show that I did was from that house, you know, thinking like this was going to be my new hometown and my new place. Uh, and and then I just went off the air for 11 months uh, so that I could try to manage the rest of my shit. And you know, it, why whiskey was always the thing that I was going back to. It was never done. I was never done with it. It was never over. Um, it was just, it had become this safe place, this, this place of comfort and, and solidarity where I could get into an environment of two things that I know, right? I don't know what's going to happen with transition. I don't know what's going to happen with my life. I don't know any of these things, but you know what? I know history and I know whiskey and I can, I can jump into those two environments and I can say like share some shit. And, and I've got, uh, it's, it's a really small circle and network of people, but I've got this circle of people that are, you know, that are there to, to support and, and to be a part of it with me. So, uh, so that was, that was, uh, the, the relaunch when I, when I came back, but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, I've been doing it since 2019, I think November 19th. Yeah. yeah. You were there. You're a pre COVID show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it that you can talk about the old West. You can talk about American history. You can even get into, I know you did it with the, the British girl. I can't remember. Or she's Australian. Australian. Lisa Charlotte. You talked about like, it's not like, what did you talk about ancient Greek? What was it? Uh, were, so yes. So she is a part of, um, she is a part of the Sweet Bitter podcast, which yes, that's it. is just a phenomenal yeah. show. Um, unbelievable. Her, Ellie Brigida, um, and Elise, they they put together an unbelievable show. Um, and uh, which they're currently on season three, season four. I don't know. They're they it did great stuff. And uh, so that's kind of where I got connected with her. 
And uh, and so we talked about Sappho because their very their first Sappho. season was yeah. was about Sappho and the writings of Sappho and uh, and all that and uh, which I mean, we got oh, we were we talked for like four hours we were so drunk it was, dude y'all were was fucked up so bad man. <laughs> we it was a good show up. though it was a good show though yeah. you, you kept it together for the show yeah. and the one you recently did with is it co civics and coffee or um, uh, Alicia yeah yeah you did one recently with her. Yep. On the, on your new, on your new wild whiskey, your reboot, I'll say, yeah. uh, and it is good. You, you work well with, you know, history. And I think, I think your, your range is great. You don't need to just, you don't have a certain niche that you, uh, any history works for you. Yeah. And that's like the, the reason I took the pause I did was because I, uh, for, for me to do the show and to do it right. It, takes time you have to research you have to to dig in and you've got to go read a lot yeah. uh, and you got to read a lot of really boring shit um but you know it it takes that time and then you got to kind of bring it all together um and i i just didn't have the time or the focus they you know i sat down a number of times uh during during my transition period and with the intention to write and with the intention to put a show together and next thing i know i'm uh <laughs> you know i'm i'm not researching anything i'm sitting at my computer you know with my head in my hands going oh my god i'm gonna die like you yeah. know um yeah. and, and so and so i just didn't have the focus and the energy to put into it that it needed and and so i wanted to kind of i needed to hold off and i needed to wait until right that, that shit started to settle down and as soon as it did man let me tell you i got back behind that my i got this place set up um, the very first night, like I got, I got it all set up and it was ready to go. And I was like, I kind of just sat down and I was like, well, let's see, let's, let's see if I'm ready. And I hopped behind the mic and that was, I ended up recording, um, you know, my, my relaunch episode, the, right. the episode that came out on November 1st. And were you, were you told all you told all. I, I, yeah. I just threw <laughs> my shit out there, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the show. That's where i'm at so jay back to back to you man um what got i know you reached out to me about this what you just started the juice to start flowing again no because <clears throat> um i was gonna do well i'm still going to do a uh podcast podcast about relationships so i'm yeah. still working on that and um bringing that out probably in the middle of march time frame i'm just working on uh guests and things like that so i was like well um, I was talking to Jamie and I was like, we were just joking around. I said, oh, uh, when I retire, I mean, he should do a grumpy old vets, uh, podcast and just, uh, just talk, just talk shit about the Navy and, uh, talk shit about the military and how it's going, uh, going this way and bring in some, some, some vets. And we just sit around drinking, talking shit. And she was like, oh, Heath would love that. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Let me, let me reach out to Heath and see, <laughs> and see if we can make this happen. And you said, yes. So I was like, okay, well. Let me uh dust off this mic and um dust this camera <laughs> off and, and figure and, and get my mind back into podcasting. So um I said I wasn't gonna start that relationship uh podcast until around March. Yeah. Know? So this coming up was something that would get me get my mind off of uh, a whole bunch of other things and get me uh ready for that and it was just uh, 
something that I really wanted to get back into. Like, you know, doing the um the the Savage Squad podcast, that was like my baby. Like I was Sorry, guys. during the uh Sorry. pandemic. So yeah. No, like- I t- I tell you, uh Ian and uh, Jay, Jay, uh, I wanted to do a show with you ever since because I was a big fan of the Savage Squad. And you know that I reached out to you yeah. a few times and uh, hit yeah. you up about it. And uh, that's when I was still active and everybody was still, still in the, in the military. And I, I thought it was awesome. You reached out to me and I, we get to interview cool people like Ian and uh, Sylvester. And it's, it's been great so far, but I, I tell you, uh, you guys, if, if you like a podcast where people are being, themselves and having a good time on the mic tavern in question and why whiskey is a show to listen to i tell you that so hey, please real quick uh ian before i forget plug plug those shows for me uh yeah so uh why whiskey uh pops out uh every two weeks every on friday uh so i uh, I, I don't like every, I don't know. It's every other Friday, uh, at 7am. And, uh, and so you can find me there and, uh, I'm in the Twitterverse and on Instagram and all that stuff. Just search why whiskey and you'll find me, uh, but Tavern in question is Thursday nights at seven 30. You can find us on Twitch, uh, live, which, uh, live is kind of fun because you, you get to see, uh, all of it. Uh, so I, I do, I'm all of the editing, uh, and stuff for uh, for the tavern. So uh, when it, the podcast version comes out, it's much cleaner and and the transitions are a lot smoother. But uh, so it, it it's it's a little more rough to watch. Uh, but at the end of our our recording, we go into what we call the uh, last call, and where we just sit there and we hang out and we drink and we talk to the folks that are in the chat with us. Um, and and that that's a lot of fun because we we get a mix of folks from. Uh, from very serious to not so serious. I mean, Heath shows up and just, you know, throws a stick of dynamite in the room and then just leaves. Um, yeah, he just, <laughs> Hermie, don't forget about Hermes from Scuttlebutt. Yeah, yeah, He'll do the same damn well, thing. Yeah, but see, Hermes, bitch ass, he shows up for about five minutes in the beginning and he's got to go to bed because he's got to yeah. work in the morning. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk shit on that guy. I love that guy to death, but uh, I'm going to talk shit. But, um, but no, so like there's, you know, there's there's that part of it, the interaction part of it, which is, uh, a super enjoyable and um there's a lot less structure to the tavern so some history stuff can be kind of boring i understand that um uh and you know it's it, there there's there's a, a structure to why whiskey uh the tavern is kind of where uh, i get to let my hair down and just kind of go uh full on and and be uh be super silly and and just just have a good time doing whatever the hell it is we end up doing on there and which is there's nothing specific we just uh, it's just kind of all out and uh we do have a plan but uh but often our plans get all fucked up and we just have a good time so yeah, that's right but but a couple things though if you if you get on twitch and interact with tavern in question during their normal recording josh will talk back <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and the last call is for live listeners only on twitch you don't get that on yes. the podcast. Whatever said right. in last call is not on the uh, podcast. If you listen to it on Apple or Spotify, et cetera. But I, w- I, I meant to ask you earlier and I forgot. Your latest episodes on Why Whiskey is Tall Tales. Mm-hmm. You got Pecos Bill on there. Yep. And I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet because I'm, I'm doing an audio book right now. I'm waiting to finish that. What kind of Tall Tales have you, have you released so far if, if people are into that? 
So uh, going over uh, folklore and like American folklore and legend, right? So uh, I covered uh, Molly Pitcher with uh, Alicia. From yeah, Civic I, I heard that one. Yeah. Yep. And and so basically what I'm doing is I'm trying to go through all of these, these tall tales, these legends and see if there's any truth to them and, uh, and, and do some digging, you know, to see if, you know, cause all these stories, right. They've got to, they must've come from somewhere, but where did the stories come from? And that's what I'm trying to find out. And, uh, so Molly Pitcher, uh, with Alicia, I did, uh, Paul Bunyan with chance from strive seek find podcast. That was fun. Uh, yeah. we, we got super drunk that night too. Um, you could tell towards the end of the show, we kind of fall off the rails there, but, uh, uh, let's see, Paul Bunyan, Pecos bill, uh, Pecos bill was a fun one. Uh, and then, uh, the next upcoming one is on, uh, John Henry. So, oh, wow. Uh, nice. Yeah. It'll be a it, five show series. Uh, and then I'll do a six episode where, uh, where I kind of wrap everything up and, and answer the question. Why? Like, where did these stories come from? Why did they, cause they all kind of came around the same time. Mm -hmm. They roughly like kind of all just popped out here in the beginning of the 20th century. And, uh, what was going on in America at the time that, that caused a need for, us to write stories for for us there to be uh, American folklore and American legends. Why? What was the need? So, uh, so that'll be the the last episode where I kind of bring all that together. Hmm. Nice, nice, Jay. You got anything I'm missing? No, I I, I watched Why Whiskey podcast. I haven't watched. What's the name of the other one? Uh, Tavern in Question. The Tavern in Question. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that or. Say anything about that, so I'm going. To guess I'm going to pop in on that one. Um, learn some uh, some podcast techniques from you all on that one. I'm, I religiously watch uh, E14 podcast, so uh, learning from the, the the greats out here with the podcast has been on for a long time. <laughs> you know, you got you can always learn something great from Heath because you know he's pretty old, so he can. <laughs> I got a lot of wisdom to pass. Yes, so, can't confirm. Yeah. Well, hey, Ian, thanks so much again for telling your story. I know it's a painful revisit, but thanks again for telling your story to us. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, that's the, that's the 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 another reason for this podcast is to just to show that every everybody has these hard times they're going through when they retire. So thanks for coming on and, and giving us your your spill on uh, your hard times and know, knowing that other people are going through the same things that we go through. Definitely. And before we let you go, Ian, what, uh, any advice for retirees out there? Yeah. Um, or future retirees that's coming up on it. Absolutely. Uh, it's okay. Uh, allow yourself some grace. Um, it's okay. If you don't land a six figure job, that's okay. Uh, if you need help when you get out, that's okay. Uh, your, your journey is your journey. It's yours. And, and what you make of it and what you put into it is, is entirely up to you. And, and there is no standard of measurement. Nobody's going to come and evaluate you and say, Hey, you did your transition really well. Oh, you sucked at transition. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody cares. It's all about you. Right. Um, so, so figure that out, figure out what you want to do and, 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 and work towards that if you can. Um, and if you meet failure along the way, well, that's just a lesson to be learned. And that's, that's okay. Um, really take some time to try to develop some tools for reflection because it's the reflection time that will kick your ass 
over and over and over. You you know, for for folks who spent a lifetime of service, um, like like you two gentlemen, right? Um, there's a lot of processing that has to happen when you stop because while we're in, we're moving, we're going, we're not taking the time to really kind of break apart what happened. Well, that time is coming. And when you step out of the service, that time is there. You just don't know how to handle it. So really uh, try to find some tools and stuff that works for you to help you manage um, all of those thoughts that that kind of come back and and help process, whether it's writing, whether it's talking, whether it's whatever it is. Uh, there's a million different things that work for, for everybody. So but, uh, but really start developing tools that are going to help you process all of the, the lifetime of service that you are, are putting behind you. Great advice. Well said. Anything before we close out, Jay? No, just everybody tune in for our next episode. Make sure you tune in to uh, Wild Whiskey Podcast and um, Tavern in Question. Yeah, Tavern in Question. Make sure y'all, uh, y'all tune into those both of those podcasts. And um, E14 podcast. Look out for my podcast. I know Heath is probably working on another podcast by itself because he's probably going to kick Jamie to the curb in a minute. No, <laughs> can't do that. She's <laughs> the hot one and the smart myself. one. <laughs> no, I just like stirring the pot. So yeah, I, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to. Uh, I want her to hear this and then just look over at you and say, see what you're going to say. So well, I'm going to throw a plug out there real quick. So for all the retirees out there to thank the the whatever branch you're in is, is screwing it up. There's something called he's retirement rent. So I do that. It's under the E14 label, but it, Jamie's not affiliated with it. Cause she would get in trouble, but, See? but he's retirement <laughs> rent. I'm going to do my fourth episode uh, Friday. I'm going to probably drop it this weekend. So yeah, got that. But uh, everybody, we just spent a better part of our hour with a great American Ian McLean, like I said before, he's a retired Army vet. He is a podcaster, and, he is his, and he's our friend. Ian, thank you for joining us. And remember, guys, a grumpy vet is a happy vet. You want to be a grump, that's okay, but could you be a grumpy kind of friend? Hey, 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 hey